Hey, Shalom brothers and sisters, Amanda here, and welcome back to By His Grace Marriage Ministry Podcast. I pray that you all are doing well today. So I am coming on um, out of obedience. (laughs) I just released uh, a quick announcement yesterday, a quick update and announcement that um, I was going to be taking a step back, taking a break from both um, counseling and the podcast. But then I made an announcement as well that there will be a seventh season to the podcast ministry. So I just shared that yesterday and this morning while I was in prayer, um, Abba, the Father, had laid on my heart to go ahead and share a really important word with all of you. And the way that that began was he shared it with me. You know, I had been praying about some things. You all know that I've been going through quite a few intense trials. And, you know, I was praying this morning and just seeking answers. And the answer he gave me is the word that I'm going to be sharing with all of you today. He laid it on my heart to um, also share what he had given me to share on the podcast ministry. So I'm going to be obedient to that. And, you know, at first I was like, I'm not ready, though. I still need to, you know, like, you know, get over everything that I'm going through. And I really need a break. And he was like, you know, release this word. So (laughs) I was like, okay, I guess I'm going to release it. So but praise Yah that he's given me the understanding and the strength to do so. um, And that he's just kind of keeping me on track and really helping me to get through everything that's going on rather quickly. So that's a blessing. (laughs) So anyways, um, with all of that being said, this will be uh, the first episode of season one. So we're starting off or kicking off uh, season seven. However, I am still going to be taking a break from counseling. That I do still feel to um, put on hold just for a little bit. Again, I don't know when. I didn't know when I was going to start season seven, and here I am the next day starting season seven. So um, again, I'm just letting the Ruach, the Holy Spirit, lead me and guide me with um, these decisions and when they are to you know, take place, which kind of has a lot to do with the word that I'm going to share today. So... Um, But I am still uh, putting that on hold for now. And as soon as I um, have an idea or know when I'm going to be able to resume counseling services, I will definitely come on and let you all know. It'll it'll probably be in like the beginning or end of an episode that I'll, you know, record and publish. So stay tuned for that. In the meantime, I pray that this word blesses and encourages many of you because this word is going to be for um, everybody and it's going to be for just different topics. So um, I'm going to be talking about the times and seasons of Yahuwah, of our Father. And, you know, this word came to me this morning. This was, this was Yahuwah answering my prayers because, you know, so many of us are in, I had mentioned this before that Many of us are enduring trials, but many of us are also enduring seasons of waiting. Many of us are waiting on on different breakthroughs, you know. Um, Some of us are waiting on financial breakthroughs. Some of us are waiting um, on, you know, certain 
um, like opportunities either with ministry or with a career or a job. You know, some of us are waiting on our marriages. Some of us are waiting um, to have children to conceive. You know, many of us are, are in different um, seasons of waiting. And so, you know, when I was praying this morning in regards to certain things pertaining to my life and the life of my family, or the lives of my family, you know, this is the answer that he gave me. You know, he reminded me of a few things, and I'm going to be sharing a couple of scriptures with you, and I'm also going to be reading from this fantastic book that I have. This book has been such um, an ins like an inspiration to me, and just really uplifting and encouraging because I am someone that has been through many seasons of of waiting. Uh, for different things, and I'm even currently in a season of waiting on something specifically. So this book is called The Hannah Anointing, and it's written by Michelle McLean Walters. And y'all, I can't say enough about this book. I think I did an episode a while back where I was talking about books that I would highly recommend for everyone to read because I'm very picky about what I read. I want to make sure it's, you know, Ruach led and filled, you know, Holy Spirit led and filled. And I want to make sure that these books are not leading anybody astray or, you know, um, twisting scripture or anything like that. So I always am very careful and cautious about the books that I read and own and the books that I recommend to others or refer uh, uh, for others. So this book has been incredible and it's, you know, just a book about becoming a woman of resilience, fulfillment, and fruitfulness. And she actually has a few others. She's done a few different ones. You can find them on Amazon if you want to check them out. And you know what? I feel like Abba led me to this one because even though she had several of these, I was like, okay. And I read about each one and it's so incredible because I remember Yahuwah highlighting the name Hannah to me in a dream and I wasn't sure why so I looked up what Hannah meant uh, in Hebrew it means you know grace and favor and things like that and then it just so happens that when I went on Amazon a few days later I came across this author I don't remember how and when I saw the book the Hannah anointing I said oh maybe this is what y'all was leading me to and sure so I ordered it <laughs> and when I received this book y'all I was like praise y'all because I read this book from beginning to end and I've read this book several times over and it has been such a blessing and source of encouragement for my specific situations and just my life. Um, and it's been incredible. So I will say this, if you are somebody that is in, you know, enduring a season of waiting or you have endured a lot of seasons of waitings or prolonged waitings, this book is for you. Um, really incredible. Plus I've always loved the account of Hannah. Um, so just really incredible. So anyways, I'm going to be reading from that book as well because she actually has a section that talks about, um, you know, aligning with Yah's timing and then, you know, times of seasons and, and things like that. So, um, so yeah, let's go ahead and dive right in. I really feel that this is going to be a word that is going to be really helpful and just a huge source of, of uh, encouragement and hope for many of you right now and I know it was for me like this was literally Yahuwah reminding me and just like you know answering my prayers when I was talking to him about so this word was for me as well um, and again this pertains to any of you that are in a season of waiting regardless of what you're waiting for you know again whether it's for marriage whether it's for reconciliation whether it's for you know um, children you know to conceive and become pregnant 
um, whether it's for financial breakthrough or an answer um, for a ministry opportunity or a career or job opportunity, no matter what you're waiting on that you've been seeking and praying to Yah about, this word is for you. So praise Yah for this word. Again, I'm really excited. Um, you know, when he laid on my heart that there was going to be a seventh season, I just was like, okay, you know, because I really didn't think I was going to move forward with the podcast like I was explaining before. Um, and then, you know, he laid on my heart some things that he wanted me to share throughout this season. And I was like, okay, these, this is going to be really awesome. So I will tell you that season seven is going to probably head in the, the direction of a little more of like general words to where it's you know um speaking about the scriptures it's talking about Yah's word and how to apply them on uh, different ways different topics um and areas of life so what i'm trying to say is that season seven may not be just specifically for marriage um and and family so this is a marriage ministry and for six seasons, so 100 and I think 20 episodes, have all mostly been, I think except for just a couple that were about my testimony and how I became Hebrew and just things like that. Apart from those few episodes, everything else has been about marriage and family. And um, I feel that Yah is kind of in this season leading me a little more in a different direction of just kind of focusing a little more on words of encouragement for just everyday life or everyday situations and things like that. A lot of it will probably circle back to marriage and things like that. And I'm sure that I will have more words to share in regards to marriage. Like I said in yesterday's episode, um, there are areas in marriage that I can definitely go a little deeper in and share certain things. But for now, um, I feel like so far the words he's given me um, that he's laid on my heart to share in the seventh season, I feel like it's going to be a little more of a broader um, topic or broader um, just discussion and things like that. So just wanted to let everybody know. Um, I don't want you to, or maybe for those of you new coming on, again, the way the podcast displays the episodes, it puts the newer, newer ones first. So if you're coming on, please um, look and, and pay attention to what season you're in because I do have all my episodes um, in seasons. So if you want to go in order, there is a season one, a season two, a season three, a season four, and all of them are numbered. All the episodes are numbered. So if you want to go in order, which I would recommend, um, then just check and make sure when you click on the very first episode, you see that it's not the very last one I've recorded. So um, also, of course, I always encourage people to just look at everything that's there available. And of course, go wherever you feel led or wherever the Ruach is leading you, you know, if you just want to hear about something specific, um, then of course do that too. I'm not saying you have to listen to every episode that's on this podcast, but I'm just saying that, um, just maybe look at, you know, the title of the episode, the description of it and the season and the episode number, um, for those that, feel that that's important. So I just want to let you all know, I've noticed that on the apps, whether it's Spotify, um, Apple, Google, Overcast, um, it seems that the way that they display the episodes is the newer ones first. So I just wanted to share that. 
All right, so anyways, enough of that. Let's go ahead and jump right into the word. So I wanna start by sharing some scripture, some examples, and then I will be sharing or reading from the book, The Hannah Anointing. Um, and again, I pray that this blesses all of you. So I first wanna start with scripture that's in Ecclesiastes. And um, I'm going to be reading from the ISR version. It's a Hebrew translation Bible. Again, the only difference with uh, this translation compared to others is that it just has more Hebrew um, words and just the restored names of our Savior and of our Father. So I will be reading from that today. And again, of course, if you feel led to follow along with your um, or if you feel led to go back and look at these scriptures in whatever translation it is that you have, by all means, please do so. Um, all right, just bear with me as I get there. <laughs> all right, so I'm going to be reading from Ecclesiastes chapter 3, and I'm going to be reading verses 1 through 11. For every matter there is an appointed time, even a time for every pursuit under the heavens. A time to be born, a time to die, a time to plant, and a time to uproot, a time to kill, and a time to heal, a time to break down, and a time to build up, a time to weep, and a time to laugh, a time to mourn, and a time to dance, a time to throw away stones, and a time to gather stones, a time to embrace, and a time to refrain from embracing, a time to seek, and a time to loose, and a time to keep, and a time to throw away. A time to tear and a time to sow, a time to be silent and a time to speak, a time to love and a time to hate, a time for battle and a time for shalom, peace. What does the worker gain from his toil? I have seen the task Elohim has given to the sons of men to be humbled by it. He has made it all beautiful in its time, even the ages he has put in their hearts, except that no one finds out the work that Elohim does from beginning to end. So what I love about the, these verses here is the very first one for every matter there is an appointed time even a time for every pursuit under the heavens so what that means is that when we are in Yahuwah's will for our lives he has an appointed time for everything that is to occur in our lives you know because I know that many people are often you know just trying to seek answers you know like when is he, when is y'all gonna do this for me you know um when is this gonna happen I've been praying for a long time I've been praying for months I've been praying for years you know and I still haven't seen anything or y'all has been silent during the waits and this and that and you know all of these things and then the the downfall to this is that people become desperate as they're waiting especially when it's been a really long wait people grow weary and people become desperate and when they don't see answers from Yah they seek others now I will say this real quick before I move on to read the other scriptures I do want to share this you know Yahuwah has gifts to give to everybody right and I do believe that there are definitely people out there there are brothers and sisters out there that I believe that Yahuwah does give the gift of prophecy you know the prophetic now I believe in the prophetic um, I have um, witnessed and seen things and experienced things for myself prophetically Yahuwah has spoken to me concerning things about my own life or of others that are in my life 
um, through dreams, through his word, uh, and through others. You know, Yahuwah can speak to us and reveal things to us in any way that he wants. There's a lot of examples of that in the scriptures, you know, one that comes right off the top of my head when Yahuwah spoke to Moshe, to Moses, through a burning bush. You know, like Yahuwah can reveal things and make things known to us in his perfect timing. Um, because he does everything in times and seasons, okay? He, that's just how he does things. He does things in times and seasons. And, um, you know, the thing is, is that he does reveal things to us. And sometimes what happens, because this has happened to me, sometimes he'll, he will reveal things to us on a certain matter, about a certain matter, um, in a season, and then a year goes by two years go by, three years go by, and we haven't seen what was revealed to us um, come to pass, or we haven't seen what was prophesied to us, whether it was directly to us through Yah, uh, whether it was prophesied to us through, through the Ruach, the Holy Spirit, or whether it was prophesied to us through another brother or sister. You know, oftentimes that'll happen in a certain season, and then a lot of time will go by, and we haven't seen what was spoken come to pass. And so there's a couple of reasons for that. Number one, it could be that if a brother or sister prophesied to you concerning something about your life, um, and it hasn't happened, it could be that that was a false prophecy, okay? This is why I cautioned people, I think in season four, I can't remember what season it was, but I did an episode where I, where I was sharing in that episode I was sharing. So please be careful about who you're listening to. There is this fad going on on YouTube where there's so many people that are going on claiming to be prophets and prophetesses for Yah. And they're sharing a lot of these prophetic words. A lot of them have to do with marriage. Um, I don't know how or why that got started, but it, it just did. You know, and it's funny because around the same time that I got started, Yahuwah had revealed to me more or less similar things. However, a lot of it got into a lot of the wrong hands of many like people and um, it spread like fire. And so, so many people were receiving these false prophecies and people were, were being let down. You know, they were given false hope, you know, and um, we know that the scripture says, I was talking about this recently, that in these end times, there will be many false teachers, many false prophets, right? Leading people astray. So that's one of the reasons why you're still waiting, because you may have been given a false prophecy. You may have been told something that is not at all what Yah has for you, okay? But the second reason, and what I'm going to be focused on today, is, is that it's not the season, it's not the timing, you know? And I've had people ask me, well, if it wasn't going to be for a while yet, why would Yah reveal it to me now? There's many reasons why he revealed it, revealed it to you beforehand and then why it's taking time. So oftentimes what happens between uh, um, a prophecy being uh, revealed or Yahuwah showing us something or speaking something to us in between the time that actually happens can be a number of things. You know, it could be a delay. It could be an attack, a demonic attack. It could be a delay, a setback, hindrances. Okay, and I've talked about this quite a bit in the podcast. Um, why sometimes marriages um, that are ordained by Yah can be delayed. Another thing is there needs to be time to work on whatever it is that needs to be worked out. Maybe loose ends need to be tied up. Um, you know, maybe there's healing that needs to take place. Again, I've talked about this too in a lot of my marriage words where I was talking about that there's healing that sometimes either one spouse or both spouses need to um, focus on before they can step into their marriage. 
and then sometimes there's healing that can take place together within your marriage that you two will be able to help each other with so but if there's healing or anything like that that needs to be taken care of beforehand that can that can be the reason why it's taking some time you know and we have to remember too that yahuwah's timing is different from ours you know i think there's scripture i think peter says this that to yahuwah a day is like a thousand years or something like that i hope i'm saying that right i know i know it's in the book of either first peter or second peter but um you know yahuwah's you know the father's timing is different from ours so oftentimes too what we think may be taking a long time it actually is not taking a long time to yahuwah you know and here's the thing and we should never question this you know yah is always right on time he's never early and he's never late he does everything strategically he does everything he he's infinite in wisdom he does things strategically he does things you know um in timings and seasons you know um so if you were shown something if you were revealed something or something was prophesied to you whether directly from yah or the ruach or from somebody else but it's been a long time or it's been a certain amount of time and you still haven't seen this come to pass these are some of the reasons why you know another thing too is that yahuwah could have shown you certain things so that you could pray in regards to it because there is a demonic attack or because something needs to be broken off or you know what i mean like because this is what we're talking about we're talking about breakthroughs you know so oftentimes yah shows us these things so that we can pray concerning it right or so that we can prepare you know or whatever it is that he's asking us to do you know uh, again like for example with marriages you know for a lot of us we were shown at a certain time you know so that we could prepare so that we can become a godly spouse so that we could un understand have an understanding of the purpose of our marriage and why Yah's bringing it together why Yah chose who he chose for each of us and so on and so forth for some of you you've you know Yah <clears throat> excuse me revealed your spouse to you but then a separation occurred or it hasn't happened yet or you both went your separate ways and it's been like two or three years you know there's reasons for that again one of them could be you may have been incorrect or you know you may have been given a false prophecy or whatever um or even uh, satan himself could have been trying to mislead you remember i've talked a lot about counterfeits and how um how satan appears you know as if these things are from yah and they're not and so oftentimes people are confused um and get kind of uh, misled as well so there's several reasons as to why these things happen but for the most part and what i'm going to really be talking about today is the fact that yahuwah works in times and seasons okay and we see that in scripture now but another thing is because this was something that yah revealed to me this morning because I was like, yeah, when is this going to happen? You know, like, why can't you just give me an idea? You know, and I've, I've said this quite a few times, not just recently, but even like in the past, you know, where I'm like, yeah, can you please just show me like, when is this going to happen? Now, here's the thing. He led me to Acts, the book of Acts, and he led me to the scripture. And I was just like, wow, okay, <laughs> I understand. So in the book of Acts, chapter one, and I'm going to start in verse 6. It says, So when they had come together, they asked him, him, the Messiah, Yeshua, saying, Master, would you at this time restore the reign to Israel? And he said to them, It is not for you to know times or seasons which the Father has put in his own authority. 
when I read this, I was like, wow, okay, Abba, I understand. Like, I won't ask again. <laughs> I won't ask again. Now, that's not to say that, that he at some point can reveal to you when something might occur. But the thing is, we ask and ask and ask. The thing is, is that Yahuwah doesn't have to reveal it to us. He doesn't have to tell us. And he led me to the scripture. It is not for you to know times or seasons which the Father has put in his own authority. So he doesn't have to tell us. Now, after that, something else popped into my head. I said, okay, what about the account with Abraham? When Yahuwah came to Abraham and said that, he and his wife, Sarah, would have a child, right? So I'm going to share something from there real quick. And gosh, I hope I have enough time. There might have to be a part two to this. Okay, so I'm going to start with Genesis 15. It says, After these events, the word of Yahuwah came to Abram in a vision, saying, Do not be afraid, Abram. I am your shield. Your reward is exceedingly great. And Abram said, Master Yahuwah, what would you give me, seeing I go childless, and the heir of my house would be Eleazar of Damascus. And Abram said, See, you have given me no seed, and see, one born in my house is my heir. And see, the word of Yahuwah came to him, saying, This one is not your heir, but he who comes from your own body is your heir. And he brought him outside and said, Look now toward the heavens, and count the stars if you are able to count them. And he said to him, So are your seed. And he, referring to Abraham, believed in Yahuwah, and he reckoned it to him for righteousness. So here's the thing. You know, Yahuwah tells him that, but he does. He tells him he's going to have a child, that he's going to have seed, that he's going to be a father of many, right? But notice that Yahuwah doesn't tell him when, right? At this point, Yahuwah does not tell him when it's going to happen. So what ends up happening is what happens to many, right? To where all this time goes by, they grow weary, specifically Sarah, Abraham's wife, and she says, look, take my maidservant Hagar, go unto her, right, and conceive through her and, and so that a child will be born to us, right? Because Yahuwah made a covenant and a promise with Abraham and Sarah that they would have an heir, they would have a child, they would be parents to many, but Yahuwah never said how or when. So at this point, all this time goes by and they grow impatient like many of us do. And, and what ends up happening is what happens to many of us. We end up doing things out of our own timing, out of our own understanding, out of our own flesh, and in our own way. And that often leads to what? Disaster, right? Because we didn't wait on Yah. Because Yah didn't reveal to us how or when it was going to happen. But look at this, okay? So in chapter, let's see here. In chapter 17, Yah comes again and says, And it came to be when Abram was 99 years old, that Yahuwah appeared to Abram and said to him, I am El Shaddai, walk before me and be perfect. And I give my covenant between me and you and shall greatly increase you. So once again, he's talking about him being a father to many. And Abram fell on his face and, and Elohim spoke with him saying, As for me, look, my covenant is with you and you shall become a father of many nations. So here a second time, Yahuwah is confirming with Abraham a promise, a blessing that he's giving to him. And then in verse 5, he goes on to say, No longer is your name called Abram, but your name shall be called Abraham, because I shall make you father of many nations. And I shall make you exceedingly fruitful and make nations of you, and sovereign shall come from you. And I shall establish my covenant between me and you and your seed after you and their generations for an everlasting covenant to be Elohim to you and your seed 
after you. And then he says, and I shall give to you and your seed after you the land of your, so your sojournings, all the land of Canaan in everlasting possession. And I shall be their Elohim. And Elohim said to Abraham, as for you, guard my covenant, you and your seed after you throughout your generations. This is my covenant, which you guard between me and you and your seed after you. Every male among you is to be circumcised. Okay. And he goes on and on to tell him, right? Um, and then he goes on to say that your wife, Sarai, will, will no longer be called Sarai, but Sarah, and I shall bless her and also give you a son by her. So now Yahweh is giving a little more detail. He says, and I shall bless her and she shall become um, nation. Sovereigns of people are to come from her. And Abraham fell on his face and laughed and said in his heart, is a child born to a man who is 100 years old or is Sarah who is 90 years old to, be, to bear a child? Now, at this time, here's the thing. Abraham had already had a child with Hagar, okay, who uh, had a son and named him Ishmael. So at this point, Abraham says, he says, oh, let, let Ishmael live before you. And Elohim said, no, Sarah, your wife is truly bearing a son to you and you shall call his name Isaac. And I shall establish my covenant with him for an everlasting covenant and with his seed after him. So see, like what happens to so many of us before right and and i skipped that part apparently and i should have read that um but you know yahuwah comes to abraham and establishes this covenant with him this promise with him a few times but then during the wait they became impatient specifically sarah so abraham ends up having a child with somebody else and so by the time that yahuwah comes back and reconfirms and establishes this promise right Abraham's thinking, okay, yeah, it's going to be through Ishmael because that's the son that was born to me. And Yahuwah was like, no, this is to be with your wife, Sarah. You know? Um, and so, anyways, then when you look further, let me see, right here, in 18. So I'm going to go down to verse 9 for the sake of time. And they said to him, so these were angels that came to Abraham, that appeared to Abraham. Where is Sarah, your wife? And he said, See, in the tent. And he said, I shall certainly return to you according to the time of life. And see, Sarah, your wife, is to have a son. And Sarah was listening in the tent door, which was behind him. Now Abraham and Sarah were old, well advanced in age, and Sarah was past the way of women. So she was a past, the, you know, the, the season of life to, to be able to bear children. And um, it says, And Sarah laughed within herself, saying, After I have grown old, shall I have pleasure, my master being old too? And Yahuwah said to Abraham, So these angels were angels of Yah, you know. And it says here in verse 13, and y'all can confirm this in your own translations. It says, And Yahuwah said to Abraham, Why did Sarah laugh, saying, Shall I truly have a child since I am old? And then again, he says in verse 14, Is any matter too hard for Yahuwah? At the appointed time, I am going to return to you according to the time of life, and Sarah is to have a son. But Sarah denied it, saying, I did not laugh, for she was afraid. And he, referring to Yahuwah, said, No, but you did laugh. So it's just incredible. Like, you know, he says, I am going to return to you according to the time of life. At the appointed time, I am going to return to you. And Sarah is to have a son. So I read this and I share this as another example of, of 
these blessings and these promises happening in appointed times, in times and seasons. But notice also that when Yahuwah first gave this promise to Abraham, he didn't give much detail and he didn't say when. And I believe, and I couldn't find it, I believe there was scripture where it says, where Yahuwah says, I will return this time next year, I thought is what he said. But maybe in this translation, um, let me just check to make sure. Let me see here. Yeah, because then it just says, when you go to chapter 21, it says, And Yahuwah visited Sarah as he had said, and Yahuwah did for Sarah as he had spoken. So Sarah conceived and bore Abraham a son in his old age at the appointed time of which Elohim had spoken to him. So my point is, is that sometimes Yahuwah can reveal as it gets closer to that time, to that season, when these things are to occur. But for the most part, he doesn't reveal it. And we see that um, spoken in the Renew Covenant, in the New Testament, um, by Yeshua, where he says that it is not for us to know the times and seasons. Okay? So I wanted to share that. I mean, he can share if he wants to as he gets closer to that. Right? But for the most part, he's not going to reveal it to us until we get closer to it. Okay, and oftentimes he won't. We just have to trust in him, you know, trust at the promise he's given us. Again, whether that's marriage, whether that's for a child, whether that's for a career or a job, whether that's for ministry or financial breakthrough, whatever that it's for, we need to trust in what he's revealed to us, what he's shown us concerning these promises and trust that he will bring it to pass because Yahuwah is not a man that he should lie and his words do not come back void, right? But here's the thing, brothers and sisters, you have to be sure and make sure that these are things that Yahuwah has spoken over your life, that these are blessings and these are promises that he is bringing to your life. Remember, not everything is for everyone. You know, Yahuwah's will is different for every individual. Okay? So that's why I'm saying be cautious as well of who you listen to because there are a lot of false prophets and false teachers out there giving false prophecies and false teachings and, and you know false doctrines and incorrect things, doctrines, you know, so you need to be careful what you're listening to. You need to be very, very careful about that. Let it come from Yah. I'm going to give you, look, I'm going to give you a really, really great example, okay? And it's it's a little personal, but it's a part of my testimony. When Yahuwah revealed to me my husband, when my husband and I first met, you want to know how he revealed it to me and confirmed it to me that my husband was to be my husband? He did it in three different ways. Now, he he didn't share with me when we were exactly going to come together to be husband and wife, but he revealed it to me through his word. He, con he confirmed it, revealed and confirmed it through his word. He revealed and confirmed it through dreams, and he revealed and confirmed it through other people that were in my life at the time. That's how Yahuwah confirmed it, and I knew it was from him. It wasn't just my flesh. It wasn't my heart. It wasn't my mind. It wasn't people's opinions. It came straight from Yah. So I just encourage you to make sure that the things that you're hearing or the things that you feel is something Yah is bringing to you or a blessing. Make sure it is, in fact, something that Yahuwah has for you. Once you've confirmed and established that it is, and Yahuwah has established that promise with you, then you can move on to the next step of, okay... When is it happening? You know what I mean? And again, and this is what I'm talking about, 
he he often won't reveal to you when exactly it will happen just trust in him that he will bring it to pass okay all right so now i want to read from the book the hand anointing so first i'm gonna uh read the section titled aligning with yahuwah's timing okay so we cannot always assume that just because we have been prophesied to that it's our season and we are ready for what's coming we must instead realize that elohim is strategic there is a due season and a fullness of time around which he orders the events of our lives if we are surrendered to him. So that's another thing you need to be surrendered to him. Okay, You can't have one foot with him and one foot in the world. All right. This is good news and a comfort to the women or men of Elohim who trust Elohim and knows the times and seasons of Yahuwah. This means your season of barrenness is in Yahuwah's hands. Now by barrenness, she's not just referring specifically to someone trying to conceive. She's referring like in the spiritual sense for those of us that will conceive the promises of Yah and give birth to them and bring them forward, okay? All right, so this means that your season of barrenness is in Yahuwah's hands and he is orchestrating the outcome. Your barrenness is not in the hands of the enemy with you about to lose grip as at random and traumatic attacks, or I'm sorry, as random and traumatic attacks are launched at you. No. Elohim is working in the details of every twist and turn so that both you and your seed come to an expected end. Elohim had a place and time for Samuel to be born, just as he has placed, He has a place and time to fulfill the promise he has seeded in you. He shut Hannah's womb so he could work in her heart and prepare her to be the mother of one of the greatest prophets ever to live. If it had been easy for Hannah to bear children, she may not have found herself in the sanctuary of Yahuwah year after year, seeking his face and crying out to him. It was in those times that Elohim was able to develop her character and share with her his plan for her promised son. Imagine if Samuel had been born while Hannah was still in the mindset of having a son for her own joy and pleasure. We would not have had the Samuel we honor to this very day, the one who reconnected the people to their Elohim after long spiritual drought and the one who established a prophetic order that led Elohim's people for centuries. This is why it is so important for Hannah to embrace Elohim's timing, even in a season when it seems as if he is not answering. Faith and trust lead you to say, though I don't always feel as if this is true, I know my Elohim hears every one of my prayers and collects every tear I shed. He hears me and he is answering. I stand on his promises. Praise Yah. Okay, so again, many of us have been in seasons or are in seasons where it seems like Yah is silent. It seems like he's not answering. Then, then we start to question ourselves. And this is, listen, this is where we also need to stay prayed up because when we're in seasons of waiting, this is where the enemy will try to get in because he'll try to sow uh, seeds of doubt or discouragement. He'll try to confuse you. He'll try to make you question what Elohim spoke to you. It's kind of like what happened again to Abraham and Sarah, mainly to Sarah, where she became desperate. She questioned what Elohim had told her husband right? She questioned it. So then what did she do? She took matters in her own hands and she went to her husband and said, Hey, listen, go ahead and sleep with my maidservant, conceive through her and we'll have a child because I'm pretty much tired of waiting, you know, or I'm having doubts or I'm questioning what Elohim spoke. So I'm going to take control over it, you know, and brothers, sisters, we can't do that in the things of Yah, in Yah's will for our life. You know, like we need to trust in him to bring it to pass. Okay. So another thing that I wanted to share that the author um, uh, shared in this book, which I feel is very helpful, is times and seasons. 
So it says, It is he who changes the times and the seasons. He removes kings and establishes kings. He gives wisdom to the wise and greater knowledge to those who have understanding. Daniel chapter 2 verse 21. Elohim gives wisdom and knowledge about the changing times and seasons of our lives. You can be assured that you have everything you need to make the transition to the next level. Elohim is moving us forward in our destinies. He is advancing us forward into his purposes and equipping us for greater accomplishment than we have ever known. Our questions to him should be, how do I make the shift? One of the best ways to get ready for the next for the next thing that Elohim has for you is to be in tune with his timing and understanding where you are in that continuum. To start, you need to know that there are three different kinds of time. So the three different times that the author um, puts is Kronos time, Kairos time, and then Aura time. So I believe these are all Greek words. So hopefully, I pray I have enough time to read this. Okay, chronos is a Greek word for time that refers to a general season of time. It's the passage of chronological time that occurs as we live our everyday lives, which we can some, which can sometimes be uneventful, routine, and mundane. During this time, Elohim allows things to happen that develop faith and teach us how to wait on Him. In chronos time, we learn how to contend for the promises of Elohim. Okay, so a lot of you are probably in that time right now, okay? In her Kronos time, Hannah routinely went to the temple to worship day in and day out. She did everything that was required of her. She served Yahuwah and honored her husband. For extra measure, measure, she endured the ridicule of Panina and responded with silent grace. Elohim develops the endurance of modern-day Hannahs in the season of general time. I know you may be thinking, what does that mean? I thought I was in the time of Elohim. Timing has many elements to it. As we've discovered through Hannah's story, Elohim uses the passage of time to mature us so we can better understand his purposes, which ultimately trump our initial wants. We come to understand why he gave us certain desires and how he wants us to wisely use them upon their fulfillment. In Kronos time, Yahuwah is working behind the scenes of our lives, preparing us for the greatest breakthrough we've ever experienced. This is when Elohim teaches us how to be faithful in the little things so that he can make us rulers over much. Praise Yah. Okay, Kairos time. Within Kronos time, there are life-altering moments that catapult you into the center of your destiny. This is Kairos time. Kairos is a, is a strategic time. So like, for example, when I shared like how I met my husband, that was a Kairos time. That was a Kairos moment. But I was still in Kronos season, right? Because we didn't come together right away after that, right? There were still things that needed to be worked on and taken care of and things like that. But I had a Kairos moment because Yahuwah was strategic and having uh, how he had me and my husband meet, how he placed us where he did and just how everything happened, okay? Now, the Greek word refers to a measure of time, a larger, smaller portion of time, meaning it can be a fixed and definite time or divine time. The time when things are brought to crisis, the decisive epoch or epic, I'm not sure how to say that, waited for, opportune or seasonable time, the right time, a limited period of time to what time brings, the state of the times and the things and events of time. We need to understand that we do not live our everyday lives in Kairos. It is a seasonal strategic time that puts us where we need to be in Yahuwah. Then we live at a new level of Kronos until Yahuwah allows Kairos to occur again. Kairos is jarring and intense. There is a heightened sense of urgency within Kairos. These moments are likened to the suddenlies of Yahuwah. 
They force you to leap, to respond quickly, and though in some cases you've waited and prayed for them, they do not wait for you to get comfortable with the sudden change or opportunities they present. Though it is the right time, the season is open only for a limited period. You must be ready to respond. Kairos is a window of opportunity in which we are to respond to the thing Elohim is bringing into our lives. Sometimes Kairos time can appear as breakthrough, where the floodgates of blessings burst forth. Blessings such as financial increase, job promotions, miraculous healings, an open door that was previously closed, approval for land or property when denial was expected, or a positive pregnancy test after years of being told bearing children was not possible. Kairos time can also come in the form of a crisis. Some of the hardest moments in life cause a shift in our thinking. Y'all, and this is so true because I've had some things happen that, I'm, that were like devastating and I'm like, why did this happen? Because it needed to. It was a Kairos moment. It needed to happen in order for things to shift and move forward. Okay, leading us down a whole new path of wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. These moments cause us to take a close look at ourselves and where we are in our journeys with Yahuwah. Spiritual deliverance, being set free from demonic oppression or possession, um, can be a Kairos moment as well. Salvation can be a Kairos moment, when all of a sudden you hit rock bottom, but instead of dying or giving up, you choose a new life in the Messiah. Some Kairos moments bring us to our knees, seeking the face of Yahuwah for help and revelation. Other Kairos moments bring us to repentance. Kairos moments bring us to the right place at the right time to receive from Yahuwah the right thing he has always wanted us to have. Kairos is an epic or ep epoch when things going forward look nothing like what had been left behind. An epoch, so I'm not sure if I'm saying this right, it's E-P-O-C-H, is an event or a time marked by an event that begins a new period or development. Elohim is bringing us to a place where new things, new opportunities, new birth, and new developments will come to pass for us. He is bringing us to a place where the former things, dryness, lack, rejection, compromise, or unfruitfulness will pass away. Praise Yah. Okay. So it says, when Hannah went to the temple with her family, she responded to a Kairos moment that put her in the right place for something to shift. Panina's taunts had become more than she could stand. She couldn't take the hum humiliation and embarrassment any longer. So she, pus she pushed aside her meal, went to the temple, and cried out to Yahuwah until she had no more words. She could have sat there and stuffed food in her mouth or run crying to her room or told Panina to be quiet. But instead, Hannah responded in the right way to the right moment in time that positioned her for her breakthrough. She was sensitive to the timing of Yahuwah. While she prayed, sacrificed, and worshipped for years throughout her Kronos time, Yahuwah readied her heart to respond to his Kronos time. And at the height of her crisis, that opportune time, Eli noticed her and said the words she'd been longing to hear. Go in peace, go in shalom, and may the Elohim of Israel grant your petition that you have asked of him. Hannah said, Let your maidservant find grace and favor in your sight. So the woman went on her way and ate, and her face was no longer sad. 1 Samuel 1, 17 and 18. Hannah knew in that moment that Yahuwah had answered her prayers. The Bible says that after the family returned home, that her husband knew her, they came together, and Hannah, or I'm sorry, and Yahuwah remembered her prayers, and Hannah conceived a son, and Hannah named her son Samuel because she had asked for him from Yahuwah. Your Kairos time is coming. Be ready to respond to it at a moment's notice. Now, the last time is Ora time, or Ora is how I would say it in Spanish. Ora is a Greek word that refers to a certain definite time or season fixed by natural law and returning with the revolving year of the seasons of the year, spring, summer, autumn, winter, 
the daytime bounded by the rising and settling of the sun. A day, a twelfth part of the daytime, an hour, the twelve hours of the day are reckoned from the rising to the setting of the sun. Any definite time, point of time, or moment. This is different from Kairos in that it is not a window of opportunity open for a limited of time. Aura is about seasons, which are more fixed and definite, meaning they occur in predictable patterns. Then there is a word that is derived from aura, one that for me creates a full prophetic picture of aura times. Aureus. This word is sim simply and literally translated to blooming and beautiful. It also means belonging to the right hour or season, timely, by implication or flourishing. The word aureus. I believe that's how you say it, brings my mind to a verse in Ecclesiastes, and through it is in the Tanakh, the Old Testament, and would have been originally written in Hebrew. It helps me to see how aura time is about the season in which Elohim makes all things beautiful. He made everything beautiful in its time. So this is what I read just uh, earlier. When circumstances have come together, all the right events, timing, or people, the window of opportunity opportunity is finally seized and you are living in a season of breakthrough you are in aura time and it creates a beautiful thing let's look at another biblical example and that helps describe that time further so this is from acts chapter 3 1 through 8 now peter and john went up together to the temple at the hour of prayer the ninth hour and a certain man lame from his mother's womb was carried whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple which is called beautiful to ask alms for those who entered the temple, who, seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked for alms, and fixing his eyes on him, or on, yeah, on him, with John, Peter said, Look at us. So he gave them his attention, expecting to receive something from them. Then Peter said, Silver and gold I do not have, but what I do have I give you. In the name of Yeshua Hamash Hamashiach of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up. And immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. So he, leaping up, stood and walked and entered the temple with them, walking, leaping, and praising Yahuwah. Acts 3, 1-8 through The name of the gate is called Beautiful, and is the Greek word Horarios. Is it not fascinating that Elohim and his sovereignty made sure that this gate was named using the word Horarios, which not only means beautiful, but also connected to the right time? When Elohim is ready to make everything beautiful in your life and you are in the right timing of, of Yahuwah, it is your miraculous time to be made whole. The man at the beautiful gate, the centurion's servant in Matthew 8.13, and Hannah, as well as many others who experienced miraculous healings, breakthroughs, and deliverances, came into their aura time. I believe that Hannah came upon her aura season when Eli agreed with her and her womb was at the same hour made whole. The spirit of barrenness was broken. She stepped through the portal of opportunity, Kairos, and she accessed a point when the fullness of time could be manifested. This, of course, is what we can look forward to. But what about right now when you are still waiting for that Kairos portal to open? What is happening with the prayers you are praying but not seeming to get an answer to? Let's look at that. So, and then she just goes on to talk about, you know, patiently yet actively waiting, you know. And we know that our prayers and things like that do not um, do not go in, into vain, right? So she says here, in the active process of waiting, your heart, mind, and very being are connecting to Yahweh, reading and studying his word, praying without ceasing, worshiping, serving, giving, obeying, submitting, 
and remaining open to his voice for any instructions he may give. Also, during that time, let Yahuwah remove anything from your life that hinders your dream. Let him test your motives and see if there is any wicked way in you. Psalm 139, 24. Let him humble and break you under the mighty power of his hand. Let him do this while your dreams are still small. Let him do this with you in private, so you will not fall when you are on a larger platform and more people and things are assigned to you. Let him do this now, so you will be strong enough to sustain the great things he is bringing, bringing you into. We also have an opportunity to build hope and faith during the waiting time. Waiting on Yahuwah builds hope in his word. Psalm 135-6 says, I wait for Yahuwah, my soul waits, and in his word I do hope. My soul waits for Yahuwah. My soul waits, and in his word I do hope. My soul waits for Yahuwah more than those who watch for the morning. Yes, more than those who watch for the morning. There are times when we are disappointed by life. People would disappoint us. Husbands may not understand, but we must learn to stand on the word of Yahuwah and put our hope in him. Hope is an expectation to see the goodness of Yahuwah in our lives. Waiting teaches us to have a firm foundation on the word of Yah. Praise Yah. That's all I'm going to read from there. So I highly recommend that book for those of you that find yourselves in seasons of waiting. If anything that I read resonated with you and spoke to you, I highly recommend this book, The Hannah Anointing, again, written by Michelle McLean Walters, and you can find it on Amazon. It's uh, pretty affordable. It's not that expensive at all. So anyways, brothers and sisters, praise Yah. This is the word that he wanted me to release. This is what he wanted me to share for all of you. And believe it or not, this was an answer to some of my prayers um, as of recent, as, as, as recent as this morning. And I was just like, wow, Yahuwah, thank you so much. Thank you, Abba, for this reminder. Cause I needed that reminder, you know, because I have been seeking him. I've been crying out to him, trying to understand why I'm enduring these trials, why things are happening the way they are. And just all of these things. And he, he reminded me of all, everything that I shared with you today in this episode is everything that he reminded me of. And he also wanted me to release it on this podcast ministry to in in the hopes to encourage all of you in the same way that it's encouraged me and again it whether you're waiting on a financial breakthrough whether you're waiting on a job opportunity or ministry opportunity whether you're waiting on your marriage or reconciliation whether that's reconciliation of your marriage or a family member or a friend whether that's for you know to conceive and have children whatever it is that you're waiting for healing you know a healing of of some infirmity whether it's you or someone else that you know um this is what he wanted me to share. This is what he wanted me to remind everybody of. So I highly encourage you to, to, you know, continue to pray, continue to seek him. I know sometimes you can get tired, but be steadfast in that. Be steadfast in prayer. Um, again, I highly recommend that book as well. That has been such an incredible source of encouragement and um, just uh, wonderful insight of knowledge for me as well. And being in the scriptures, brothers and sisters, I can't say it enough how much that the scriptures can and will change and mold us they changes our lives um, and it helps us to better understand the father and it helps us to to better equip us with the trials that we're going to face because remember we're going to face trials it's going to happen it's a part of life because of the world we live in yeshua tells us we will face trials and tribulations but james also tells us to count it all joy when we face these trials and that's why i believe because of what i just read from this author it does so much for us. It helps us to grow. It helps us to become closer to Yah. It gives us this beautiful relationship with Him while we're waiting on Him to bring these things to pass. Brothers and sisters, I know it's hard. 
I can't tell you how many years I've waited for certain things in my life. And there are still some things that I'm still waiting on. And I know it's hard, brothers and sisters, but you have to trust. You know, do not allow the enemy to creep in and sow seeds of doubt and discouragement or for you to give up. You know, or, or to question what you heard. Remember, that's one of the very first things that we see Satan do in the very beginning back in the garden. You know, he made he, he caused Eve to question what, what Yahuwah had told them concerning the tree and the fruit. That's how the the enemy, that's how Satan operates, brothers and sisters. You have to constantly be in prayer, constantly be in the word, you know, um, stand on the promises and, you know, um, armor yourself up with the armor of Yah that we see in Ephesians 6. You know, this is why it's so important that we stay prayed up. We stay in the word, brothers and sisters. I know seasons of waiting can be so hard. Believe me, I know I'm in the middle of one right now. And I know that trials can be so hard to endure. So I just pray with you all. And I thank you all for praying for me. But I pray for you all that Yahweh will give you the strength to, to endure. That he'll give you the understanding that you need. The shalom, the peace that you need. That he will every day remind you to be in his word and to seek him in prayer. You know, be steadfast, brothers and sisters. Do not give up. Be unmovable. Stand firm on those promises that you know he's revealed to you. But again, confirm with him. Make sure that these, these prophecies or promises that you've heard are from Yahuwah and confirm those things with him. And once they've been confirmed, then stand strong on that. Remain firm on that. Be unmovable. Do not let anybody shake or move you. Not family, not friends, not not the enemy, not any kind of demon or spirit or anything like that. Be unmovable. Stand firm on those things. And they will come to pass. But Yahuwah needs us all to understand that he works in times and seasons. He works in his own times and seasons. And he doesn't always reveal to us when these things will come to pass. And that is for a reason. And he also wants you all to know to not compare your life with anybody else's. That is one of the worst things that we can do to ourselves. I know because I'm guilty of it. I've done it before. And that can make your waiting even harder, brothers and sisters. It will literally torment you. So don't... It, listen, that was one of the reasons why I had to deactivate my Facebook and stay off social media for a good amount of time. Because I couldn't help but look at all these things that were going on for everybody else. And I was like, why is it happening for everybody else and it's not happening for me? I don't understand. Like, I felt so delayed and so, like, all of these things. And finally, Yahuwah was like, shut it down. Get out of social media. Stop comparing your life to others. Because your life is not their life. You know, and he works individually with each of us. We all have um, a will from, from Yahuwah and a plan. And it's all different. We cannot compare that with others. So if you find yourself doing that, I would highly, highly recommend and encourage you to get out of social media, whatever you need to do to stop comparing um, your life with others and what's happening with them and what's not happening with you and all of those things. I would highly recommend you get out of that and focus more on praying, fasting, um, reading the scriptures and all those things. Focus more on that instead of what's going on with everybody else around you. And then you, you find yourself comparing and then what that does is it causes doubt, it causes depression, it causes you to turn away, it causes you to question, it causes you to do all of these things. And that's that's the enemy. That's the enemy attacking because he's trying to get you to fall away from that. Especially if Yahuwah has called you to pray concerning these things, 
the enemy is trying to get you to not pray anymore so that these things don't come to pass or so that what's needed to take you know to take place or what's needed in order for this to take place won't happen because now you're no longer standing strong on that okay so that is it for this word brothers and sisters praise y'all for this word this was so incredible even for myself uh, if you have any questions or would like to discuss this word even further please send me an email at by his grace marriage at gmail.com and i would be absolutely happy to talk with you further again i'm holding off on counseling for now but as you can see season seven has kicked off and i pray that it's a, a blessing for all of you and i can't wait to talk with you all next time Thank you so much for listening, and I will talk with you in my next episode. Shalom.